This is Speakers on Speaking with Antoine Lincoln. You know your content well enough, you have the ability to now focus on the audience. Is it more important to do that thing or not do that thing? The best marketing for getting additional speaking business is speaking. You want a reason to get into speaking? One of the things I absolutely love about my my job, my profession, my life is I make it happen every day. Welcome to Speakers on Speaking, a podcast for aspiring speakers looking to learn from today's professional speakers in the speaking business. And on today's show, we have Dr. Bob Nelson. So get ready to listen, learn, and launch your speaking career on Speakers on Speaking. Speakers on Speaking community, welcome back to another episode of Speakers on Speaking. And our interview today is with none other than Bob Nelson. Bob Nelson, Dr. Bob Nelson to be exact. I'm excited because Bob Nelson is a very, very good interviewee. Here's the thing about Bob Nelson. See, one thing I want to share with you that it, it, was, it started off slow. I'm going to be honest with you, it started off really slow. And I was saying to myself, oh my gosh, this I don't think I'm going to get what I'm going to get out of this interview. But here's what you have to also know. I'm new at this. I'm brand new at this. And Bob is a professional. And Bob was just kind of feeling me out, trying to figure out, okay, what, what is Antoine Lincoln all about? Is he really good at what he does? Is he serious about what he does? And by the end of the interview, trust me, I was just blown away with this gentleman's knowledge of the speaking business, but more importantly, about selling his product, which is himself, his books, and all of those other key things that make him awesome. So again, it starts off slow. Let me tell you why it starts off slow. Because of me, people. I'm the guy who started him off slow. But when he got started, when he got comfortable, man, that Bob Nelson is dynamite. So you're learning today from an expert. You're learning from a guy who knows how to close. Listen for that, guys. Listen for that. That's the learning here. Bob Nelson doesn't tell you what to do. He tells you how to do it. And he'll tell you a lot today. He'll tell you a lot about how he does what he does to close that deal, to get on that stage, to get that next client. But like I say always, we're just getting started. Make sure that you go to speakersonspeaking.com. Go to episode three. You're going to get some more information about our guests, but towards the very bottom, look for the SOS support section because you're going to get the questions and thoughts that were going through my head as Bob Nelson shared with me. Don't forget to look for that because that's going to help you at the end of the show. Are you ready to listen? Are you ready to learn? Because Dr. Bob Nelson is the right person to help you launch your speaking career. On Speakers on Speaking, you're going to love this show. So, Bob, could you help me understand who you are and what you do? Yeah, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say this to the audience, but to the person that booked me to speak for that audience, I'd make the case that I'm the one of the, if not the leading authority on employee motivation, recognition, and retention uh, in the country. And um, if that was a need for their audience to attract good people, to get the best out of what you're paying them, and to get them to stay with your organization, then I'd be a very, very good choice to present to your managers if it's inside the company or to your conference, if it's a collection of companies or to your association, if that was a, those are topics of interest to uh, their membership. And so why is this important? Why, what, why would someone want to um, hire you out for this specific purpose? Uh, I could help them attract talent in a, in a day where um, every year going forward for the next 20, 30 years, there's going to be a shortage of skilled talent, so it's going to be hard to attract those that have the skills that any organization needs to be successful. Uh, everyone is looking to get more out of their investments. One of the biggest investments any company makes is on its people, 
usually the largest uh, amount of their budget is spent on their people. So if I can show them how to get 157% uh, return of every dollar they spend, that's going to be add up to be a big number pretty quick, and that's of high interest to them. And then, and then increasingly, it's uh, holding on to people is is critical. And depending on the industry, in some industries like hospitality, hotels, restaurants, that type of thing, um, retention uh, turnover turnover retail is another one can be uh, over 100% a year sometimes closer to 200% a year that means that means like for a, a retail store if their turnover is 200% then every every person in the store changes positions twice this year <laughs> now if now if the manager's there the whole year that means someone else other positions are say, are changing more than that and that's the, the nature of that industry um, and, and other industries, and, and so if they want to stem that flow and actually hold on to people a little bit longer, I can very clearly show them how to do that with proven research and real-life examples from uh, other companies I have researched and worked for, um, having presented to over, well over a 1,000 companies I've worked with on those topics. Did you come out the gate as a speaker? Did you transition from being a consultant to a platform speaker? I was uh, working for a company that did, uh, I guess I've always been a trainer. So my first job out of college was being a trainer for a corporation. And uh, then uh, as I got more education and MBA from Berkeley, uh, and as I mentioned, the Ph.D. from Dr. Peter Drucker, uh, I, I built my credentials and learned a lot, of course, on that, that journey and uh, kind of morphed towards, uh, towards being an expert. You know, you, you work towards being an expert, and then one day you are, and then the next day you're a little bit better expert. <laughs> and so uh, for a while there, I was working for, I worked for different companies that do things that interest me. One was... Uh, Ken Blanchard Companies. Uh, Ken is a, a um, best-selling author. He wrote uh, The One-Minute Manager, which has sold uh, probably 12 million copies. Right. So very, very well known. And so I had a chance to work with uh, Dr. Blanchard for 10 years. And, and you did uh, was it as a trainer or as a presenter or what capacity? I, actually, I kind of I worked with him as a uh, uh, I helped him write a bunch of his books, okay. and I was uh, served uh, as his chief of staff for a while, and I ended up, I ran uh, product development and uh, creating training materials, so a number of different jobs. Uh, over 10 years, each of those jobs was created for me. So we'd come to a point, and we'd say, yeah, Bob, what do you want to do now? Well, I'd like to do this. Okay, do that. <laughs> right. So um, but a, lot of, a lot of being there was just, seeing, just learning about uh the industry of uh, being a best-selling author right. from someone that very, very much was that, and and now I are one. Okay, you are. <laughs> and I was looking at your bio. You you've sold. I think as I, if I read this correctly, is four million books on management yep. and motivation. Yes, sir. That's that's, that's an, an amazing accomplishment. How, how do? I guess the question is, how do you do that? I mean. Well, one step at a time. One step, one book uh, at a time, yeah. really. But yeah, it's uh, one step at a time, and uh, doing those things that lead to, uh, to your book selling, which which have evolved and are still evolving. But back in the back in the day when I did my first book, I self-published it, and and uh, I used to take it around to bookstores and leave copies on consignment. Which meant they didn't pay anything for them, and if I checked back with them three months later, if they were sold, then they'd give me, you know, a percentage of it. And if they weren't, yeah, I'd take them back. So a lot of a lot of trouble, a lot of labor for a very, very, very little return. Um, and but I but that was a good that was a good thing I did, and I would I'd do it again because I got to learn firsthand. I got to deal directly with the book buyers at stores. And I got to learn what the customer sees, and I, I um, went on in uh, 
<laughs> to work at a bookstore as a shipping clerk, paid two dollars and seventeen cents an hour back in that uh, in that time, and I was able to learn how the business worked. And and uh, based on that, I I uh, which which fascinated me, and I used a lot of that information to leverage the success of my own my own book. I like what you just said. I I learned how the business worked. And that's a key thing. So at this time, are you presenting or are you mainly just focused in on um, getting your books in the hand of potential customers? Well, they go kind of hand in hand, actually. You got a, you got a book, and uh, uh, so it gives you some credibility right there. And then and that um, you got a book and it leads to... At some point, you could talk about what's in the book, and then who needs to hear that topic, and who wants to hear that topic, and as you're talking to those people, then uh, would they probably be interested in in, uh, in getting the book themselves? And in fact, uh, for everyone to to have you come, and maybe you'll do that instead of a speaker's fee, and maybe that'll be a stepping stone towards getting a speaker's fee. There you go. You want know, in a nutshell how to. How to make it happen? There you go. So for you, what came first in terms of speaking? Were you a pretty accomplished speaking prior to the books, or were you did you become accomplished after the book kind of picked up because you got a lot more bookings? Well, I was not a speaker. Okay. When the book came out, I had been uh, in my and maybe I always had that in the back of my mind because I was a part of uh, several. Uh, Toastmaster groups, for example, I remember, again, back in the late 70s, yeah, wow, <laughs> I, I helped to, uh, Boy, you, you, helped to st- you were, you were digging for that, for that year. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, but I helped to start a Toastmasters club in downtown Minneapolis, okay. where I was living, so, so I've, I've been uh, um, a member of, a uh, number of clubs along the way, and um, I haven't been a member in, you know, 30 years, 25 years, but, mm-hmm. but it, it played a very useful role in terms of uh, of learning to speak. Um, and I uh, and I actually I had uh, I'm actually an introvert by nature, my personality, and I actually I actually had severe stage fright. Yes, you did, as, as I read on. <laughs> you know, you got this book. You, you got this book. You're sitting there with the, with the idea, I'm going to be a best-selling author. And, and, and how, do you, how, do you, how do you come out of that shell to get to that place? What did you have to do to break that code? I think... Uh, well, some, for some reason, that doing that had to be more important than not doing yes, it. Yes, it did. <laughs> and so I, I very early scoped out that, well, if I'm, you know what, or, or I, like I knew I could write, I right. knew I could write a book, and that's, that's a big task right there, but mm-hmm. I'd done that, and I knew, and so now writing a best-selling book is something else, right. so that, that, I put that in my sights, and part of doing a best-selling book means you got to be a promoter, you know, and so, and so I, I put my sights to be not just a best-selling Author, not just a, a, an author, which is a, a mean feat by itself, because right. writing a book is a lot of work and probably the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, having the book be successful is a is a big task beyond that, and uh, so I put that in my sights and I I made that happen. And yeah, I had a I, I remember <laughs> so along the way uh, I did a book and a book a book clicked and so I did a book called A Thousand One Ways to Reward Employees and uh that uh that did it clicked. It it hit a nerve, if you will, and the uh the first conference I ever had it at where they didn't even want to carry the book and I got them to take a box and then two boxes and then when I when I met them, uh came in and met the bookstore manager who didn't want to take the book book to begin with, he said, Do you have any more bo- any more books? And I go, Well I can I can get some here and I and I wheeled in, uh, you know, a lot of boxes and go. Oh wait, wait, we didn't order all these. Uh, yeah, it's okay. You don't have to. We don't have to have any paperwork. You have to pay me anything unless they sell. And that that first conference that I did uh, in Anaheim in 1994, when the first place the book ever was sold, 1,200 copies. 
at that conference bookstore that kind of put it on the map. So it sounds like you really had to promote yourself and and push out some some I guess um some nerves to 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 approach the bookseller and 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 gain that confidence to say, you know, this is a good <laughs> book for you. Well, welcome to life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. of course you got to say is it more important to do that thing or not do that thing? Is it more important to and if it is, then you you, you know, the thing about nerves is it's a it's an incredible asset. I, I, it's a blessing to be nervous. It was a blessing for me to be scared for whatever reason. I had to conquer that, but it's a blessing because that means I care and I care enough about doing a good job and I can channel that energy, that nervousness into doing a damn good job, into preparation, into practice, into doing an excellent job. And as opposed to showing up, if I wasn't nervous and scared, then I, well, who cares? I'll show up. I'll start talking. Who cares if they what they think of it? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? And and we've all seen boring speakers that obviously didn't seem to care enough to <laughs> do the honor of even preparation, and they and so and we quickly turn away from them. So um, so there's a there's a, a fork in the road right there. You know, you, you got to. Do you uh, do you use the energy to become better and channel that? Uh, I, I remember early on. I remember someone saying, you know, the, the thing, the the feeling in the pit of your stomach, that nervousness, those butterflies we call them, make them fly in formation. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And and uh, so it's it's a blessing, not a curse, to be nervous, to right. be scared. Because the butterflies <laughs> don't go away. Yeah, well, they 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 uh, people. Uh, I don't know if they if they go away. I, I guess they they do go away. They they or or they it varies. It might be uh, maybe I'm a little bit nervous on a topic I've never done on a new audience, but but uh, you know. But then I I then that one I better practice a little bit more. So you 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 adjust to it. But in general, you know, I could walk up on a stage tomorrow with uh, you know in front of uh, two thousand people, and I would. I wouldn't have a a bit of uh, nerves because I know exactly what I'm doing, and I and and you you know one of the things that uh, for example you know for someone starting out is um, I remember Ken Blanchard gave me a mantra <laughs> a mantra if I ever need to use it, and I'd heard it from other people too, but it's like I'm glad I'm here, I'm glad you're here, I know what I know. And I care about you. I'm going to do my best to to give you what I got here in our time together. Wow. That kind of, everything else falls to the wayside. We're here. We both made, made the effort to make it here. We're now in the same room. I do have stuff to share, and I'm going to do my best to get it across to you. And we're going to have some fun in the process. Who's ready for that? Yeah, everyone is. Everyone's <laughs> okay, ready. Okay, here yeah, we I'm go. ready for that right now. Yeah, and if you and if you and when we're done, if you got one or two things that you can hold on to that you could use this week or this month or maybe in your life, is that a good thing? That's a great thing. We should we should be blessed with if you're able to pick up one thing from any speaker you ever heard uh, and actually really connect and use it, you'd be a very very. Uh, rich in, in terms of your insights and, and the fact of the matter is we, we hear a lot of stuff you know that doesn't connect it doesn't grab us to begin with and if it grabs us we we forget 90% of it within 24 hours you know and that's that's just the nature that's just the nature of uh, of the beast of, of life and, and communication overload and whatnot so if someone can cut through all that and really give you something that you can hold on to that's a special that's a special day. It is. It is. So, looking at your calendar, we're in we're in January at the time of this recording. I'm sure you're booked out because a guy with your credentials, with your resources and your experience, you are definitely going to be booked out. And I'm looking at your your, your just your bio. You you normally present. I think it said about fifty to hundred. How many speeches would you give in one year? Well, it it varies, uh, but probably you know. Uh, 80 to 100, uh, and so I don't know, a couple of years ago I did 135, 
Um, this last year, maybe a little bit less, but I've been doing more consulting. And so there's an ebb and flow. And one of the things I absolutely love about uh, – <laughs> you want a reason to get into speaking? One of the things I absolutely love about my my job, my profession, my life is I make it happen every day. I make it happen every day. I can I can uh, think for a moment – I don't have to go very far to give you an example. <laughs> I, I, I uh, let's see. Okay, I got somebody from Dominican Republic asking to speak. Okay, this is a, this is a real example. This last last week, I go. Well, okay, I was there a couple of years ago. This is a different person. Yeah, let me shoot an email to the guy I was there with before and say, hey, I'm, I might be coming back to your your country here. Uh, uh, would you, I, would you like to do something with me when I'm there? And I, and I sent that, and I, you know, and maybe he'll get back to me. Two minutes later, he calls me. Who are you doing it for? Oh, this place. I know them. Uh, 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 you got to do it with me. Well, these are the guys that invited me. Well, well, uh, uh, you can speak at our our conference and and uh, our fall conference. Uh, well, fall? Did you say fall? Gosh, I'm I'm. I'm speaking in Kuwait in, in the fall and then going to uh, uh, Dubai right after that, uh, quite likely uh, the kingdom in Saudi Arabia. So falls, you know, October is looking pretty crowded right now. Literally, this guy says, I will cancel the speaker I have for our summer conference and have you speak at that. I go, yeah, okay, I can, I can do that. Shoot me some dates and, and – uh, what, yeah, what's your fee get? So who cares? You, yeah, he wants me. <laughs> so, and uh, fee's not a problem. Whatever I, I, I told him, no, that's not a problem. He wants me, and he wants to keep on his game, and he wants to have, wow, if, he, if he's got his competitor looking to bring me in, he better scoop him and he better do it quick. Real life thing, and we've got it, and then, then now we've got a date, and now it's on. There you go. That, that came, remember where that started? That started with me leaning back in my chair and say, "Hmm, I wonder who else I can contact here." I thought that's that's fun. That's fun to make something, to make something from nothing and to do it on a daily basis that aligns with your passion, with your life's work, with your ability to help people. I love my job. I love my life. So how do you keep it fresh? How do you when you're speaking so many times in front of audiences from here to there? How do you? How do you make sure that you give them 100% every time you're on the stage and it's fresh for you? Because I'm sure you're kind of like an artist where you're, you're giving the same awesome song at the, you know, to, to a different audience. <laughs> how, do you, how do you do that? Well, that's actually that's a very good question. Uh, again, I'm uh, not sure that if that's a, a newbie question, uh, but uh, it's a very important question because you have to come across like this is the first time and you have to remind yourself that the people hearing this talk they don't know if you've done it uh, once or you've done it a hundred times it has to come across like this is real this is fresh and and so you have to and that that actually there's a lot of levels for that so it's familiarity with the content if you know your content well enough you have the ability to now focus on the audience if you're struggling with your content and you're, you know, uh, then then the audience is going to be secondary because yeah, what am I saying next? I don't know. And where's my notes? And you know, so you got to know your content well enough to be able to to connect with the audience. And then, by the way, did you invest in connecting with your audience before the event? So if I talk to an audience that, and I do a lot of, you know, like I say, a lot of the same industry. If I talk to uh, to, uh, for example, a hospital, well. I've spoken to a hundred hospitals before, so I know I know who that audience is, and, and I don't have to do that part of the preparation. But if I, like, I just had a um, what's a good example? A uh, National Sporting Goods Association um, called me and, and wants me to do a keynote. And sure, I'll do it. What's the date? And yeah, sure, she's fine, perfect. Okay, now, and I said, well, uh, God, I'm excited about this. Yeah, so, so you know. <laughs> You always lead with the excitement, right? And you know, I I haven't, uh, gosh. And, and and what do you what do you want me to cover? Okay, that's a, I know how to make that work. What I'd like to do between now and then, I think I'm doing it in April, is to talk to three people that will be in the audience. 
so I can drill down to see what their life is like and what their challenges on my topic are about and what they're working with and and get some examples from them as well. So I know when I walk in that room, I know exactly who is there, what their what their experiences, what their expectations are, and we hit the ground running. So you're doing a lot of pre-research before you hit the stage. Yeah, and 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 that again varies with is that the first time for that uh, audience or is it the fiftieth time? You know. But and so now if it's the fiftieth time. Then I get, then you know no two talks are exactly the same. So you know the audience is uh, is uh, larger, or smaller, or a little different. There's more executives in this one, or there's less executives. So the level, the size, the level, or or wow, this is a beautiful venue. The sound is great. Uh, wow, this is gonna be super. As opposed to oh my. God, is that someone brought in a, a projector from their home, and oh my God, we're spread out on a flat surface. I can't even see that person in the back there. I could still see or hear me. Oh my God, is this who who did the AV here? Oh, that's okay. I've got I've got extra batteries, no problem. But you're you a know. pro. You're a pro. You 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 got this. You know what to do, right? But I'm saying I'm saying that that is. That makes it more of a challenge. Right. So if you have to, I had I spoke uh, in October for a group, and and they had a six-person audiovisual team, and honest to God, the first person came up, and I'm trying to get I'm getting set up and whatnot, and I'm, I always get in the room a minimum of an hour before I'm presenting, because you don't know what might come up that might take time. Now more times than not, you're set up in in under five minutes. But if there's something wrong, you got time to fix it, you know. And then, and actually, step back from there. I will try to get in. I will try to see the room the day before, so I get into a city, and, and uh, you know, uh, if if possible, if I'm not getting in at 11 at night, I will go to the venue, and I will see the room that I'll be presenting in. And that serves to kind of a secondary feed to your brain to kind of you got a size for the group and the layout and where you're going to be. Is there one screen? Is there two screens? Are you able to walk out in the crowd? A hundred things. You take it in just by by looking in the room. Uh, but then all that you, you get down to the mechanics of it, and there's always some type of mechanics. And you know it's the thing that you don't check that's not going to work. Just, that's just a given. Right. The thing you don't check is not going to work. So, in this in this one, taking a long story, making it longer. But in this one, uh, this one event, uh, I did the, the whole AV team. Well, that's usually a good thing because that means they're on the AV. You know? The first person that came up, they did something on my computer. They walked away. Uh, they they didn't even say anything to me, and and then my stuff didn't work. And the next AV person had no idea. We couldn't find the third one. All of a sudden, they got a group, and we can't. My stuff isn't up on the screen, you know. And so, and they don't know why. Well, guess what? Meanwhile, the room is filling up. I, I was there an hour before, but now the room the room is filling up, and the AV's not working. And wouldn't you know, the person that that is introducing me, who's kind of watching some of this, goes. Dr. Bob, we're at starting time. Are you good to go? Now, I could have at that point said, damn, no, I'm not good to go. My stuff isn't up. I, I won't have a program anymore. But what I actually said was, maybe I said that internally, what I said out loud was, yes, let's go for it. And she started, she started introducing me with me knowing that I might have to do the next hour and a half without any slides that I had prepared specifically for this audience. Well, sounds like that Let's was go your, for it. Sounds like that was your worst moment. No, 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 no. That was not near my worst moment. I'm just saying that's 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 the to be expected. Something's going to go wrong that you got to roll with, and then you got to be prepared for how to roll with that. And I am, I am constantly. Uh, so you know, AV, AV is just one of those things. There might be other things too, but. Uh, and the thing about it, if there's an AV problem, no one goes, oh, this place didn't have a good good AV support, or this hotel didn't Nobody have... Nobody knows that. Yeah. It's all about it's you. the person on the stage. And, yeah. You know, if, the, if they're serving coffee and the coffee's cold, you know whose fault that is? That's, that's the you. speaker's fault. That's, you for, that's your fault. If, if, if we started late, 
uh, because uh, for whatever reason, the speaker's fault. That's your You're fault. You're the person in control in front. Of, it's your it's your event. Right. And so you got to have <laughs> that, uh, and and you just got to accept that and know that, and then work hard to minimize that. And then if it still happens, <laughs> and and it will, then you roll with that. And so I I can. I could, uh, if if we had a AV problem right now on the phone, I can come back with uh, with three or four or five different lines to to uh, have fun with that and, and get you laughing and the show continues. So it kind of goes back to what you said earlier. You just know your content, know your content well enough so that when Murphy Law does hit you, you know exactly how to still deliver and and give the audience. No, no, actually, I'm saying something different. You got to oh. know that, but I'm saying. That you you prepare not just the content. Now you're preparing again. You don't have to do this the first time you speak, but as you get into it, you prepare for those things that might happen. Right. And so and so I remember I was presenting to a chamber of commerce, and this is back this is back a while. I was using a slide projector and slides, and and the whole thing was. Uh, you know the images were fuzzy for some reason, and 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 I I just said, well, some of these concepts get get uh, are fuzzy. You've got to get them in focus to begin with. And everyone laughed, you know. <laughs> but you got to come back for whatever comes up, and you right. roll with it. And and they, and they're having fun, and they're loving this guy, and he because everyone's been in that position. Now if I if I froze, and said, or if I got mad. And said, "What's wrong with you guys? Where's there a?" And then all of a sudden, now everyone's uncomfortable. They're not on your side. Yeah, and it's harder to be on your side because you're a jerk. Right. So instead, you roll with it. You're gracious, and uh, <laughs> it's a different experience. So you manage that experience. Now, you're asking worst, worst. Uh, yeah, what is what? What's been now? The, worst or best? Yeah, well, <laughs> the AV situation for me. I mean, that's that that would definitely um, rattle my nerves. But you, like you say, you got to know your content and, and just kind of roll with it. But and I imagine you definitely have something worse off than that because you've been speaking for a long time as as a speaker. So, what do you think? What what's been your worst experience as a speaker? Uh well, let's see. I I uh, can remember freezing. As a speaker, and this was in the you know it was uh, in graduate school. Okay. And I was presenting to a class on marketing that I was a member of. It was my turn to be. I was presenting for our group, and I got up and as I was talking, I just it kind of went to slow motion, and I I I started becoming more conscious of of the fact that I'm floundering and I'm not sure what to say, and it kind of slipped away from me. And then I was a I was an observer of myself in the situation and basically kind of stammered and stopped. <laughs> I froze. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's not a good thing. And and you know what? Uh I think that doesn't What do you think you froze? Only... Why do you think you froze? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but I froze. Now do I have a way to handle that? Yeah. Going. Do I have a way to to help somebody to that if it ever happened to them? Yes, I do actually. You what you if that if that were to happen again, and I've actually I've used it before. You, you become overcome. You become nervous. You become you laugh like I just did and say, "Wow, it's really uh, wow." I gotta get my bearings here. Wow, I lost track of what I was saying. What was I just saying? You fill and in the space. You use, you use it as a chance to connect with the audience. Okay. Someone says, you were talking about uh, what you did uh, last week. Oh, that's right. And so I was in the store, and I said, and I'm back on track. And I just used the audience to help me get get back on track. Right. It's okay. It's okay. You know. Right. Or or you, you, again, you make a laugh. You laugh at yourself. People love it when you laugh at yourself. Right. You you've got a sense of humor where you're you're not uh, all ego up on stage. In fact, that's why it's so important. I find you notice that most speakers will start with a joke, you know, and uh, I I always do that, and it's it's not frivolous to do that right. because what happens when you're being introduced is people are evaluating you. They're sitting back in their chair. They're hearing this introduction. <laughs> this big fancy guy. He went to yeah. So he went to school here. Hey, sold a lot of books. 
Who does he think he is? Has he had to work for a living? You know, who is, now some people are really glad you're there and they got your book and they couldn't wait to meet you. But there's a lot of other people that are going, you know, I should be up there. What's this clown doing there? You know, and so they're human nature. They're evaluating. What's this guy about? Is this going to be any good? Let me sit in the back so I can get out early, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So what you got to do when you start and you've just been pumped up and now, now expectations are very high guess what? It's, anything coming out of your mouth is, is going to be hard to, to live up to what it's just pumped up for. So you got to have a very planned, a very planned uh, first things that you say. And, and if that can be, can feel spontaneous, it, if it feels spontaneous, it doesn't have to be spontaneous, but if you can make it look spontaneous, uh, you can overcome that. So you have a joke. So I, I have a joke, a joke that maybe I've, I've used, uh, you know, a hundred times. And, uh, and they haven't heard it. I got to do it in a way where, you know, where it's just coming to me. I got to tell you, I was at breakfast this morning, and you know, and I tell some story, and I've I've immediately kind of lowered a barrier that I'm bringing them into my life. And the you know the darnest thing happened that I asked for this, and they did said that, or I did you know whatever it is, or or you start in a way which disarms the situation right. where all of a sudden if they laugh no one's going to be evaluating anymore they're going to be on your side and they're saying wow this is going to be a great session and off you go so you got to have a strong start you got to have a strong finish you have to have strong transitions when you go from a point to another point there's got to be a strong connection and it's got to be logical otherwise you leave people what's he talking about now how do you get there why, why are we on that now so you you uh, you got to make that clear. There's a saying that says you want as a good rule of thumb in any speaking. You probably heard this. You tell them what you're going to tell them. Go tell ahead and them. tell them that, and then tell them what you told tell them. Tell them what you told them. You're right. You know, and right. so and that kind of keeps, and then they kind of know where you are in, in the in the whole thing. And they and uh, yeah, so there's there's a reason why that's kind of a common sense thing because otherwise you start talking and they go, what's he talking about? What's the level of abstraction? Where are we going with this? What's he? When's he going to get to the stuff I came for? You know, et cetera. All that goes away if you frame it and you show them where we are and, and you come back and remind them what they learned and what they can do with it. All right. So when did you when did you discover that you are making an impact? When when did you have that moment where all of a sudden you're like, I am making a difference? <laughs> well, I have that moment every day, but uh, I can remember, you know, for a turning point for for me, doing a talk. I, I can't remember the exact talk, but I can remember the feeling very clearly where I, I was at the end of the talk, and there's applause, and I'm walking off the stage, and I can remember thinking, this is what I was meant to do. Hmm. And that and that that was good enough. This is what it's meant to do. I loved it. They loved it. I I gave value. I felt good. I've I've done something good today. If I do more of this, I'll have done something good with my life. That's a good thing. Wow. That's... Now I can I can give you a more technical answer. Now do do something, and I gave them an insight that saved them, you know, two hundred thousand dollars. I worked with a, a, a company uh, that uh, on on one, you know, you get to be an expert. You can show them the, the soft parts that they're not knowing themselves. So, so people come to hear me speak, and I know if I know the problem they're dealing with, I know the pitfalls, and I could say, you know, a lot of companies do X, Y, and Z, you know, and and I can look around the room and see people looking at each other and says, how does he know what we do? <laughs> because, and, and the problem with doing X, Y, and Z is that you got, uh, you know, one, two, three things that are going to be problems and are going to get worse. And they're looking at each other again. Did you talk to him before? <laughs> this is everyone in the audience having the same reaction. It's because you know where they're coming from and and you're an expert on the topic that they want more on, and you can truly help them. So I can I can cut to the, I can cut to the short list. Of, of, you don't need a big, a big wind up to get there. I could say uh, I, I know because I've I've dealt with a hundred, a thousand companies just like yours, 
this is what you're probably doing, here's the challenges, and here's the opportunities. Let me show you how to get there. And so um, I can save them time, uh, energy, I can increase efficiency, I can uh, all, all the things I promised on the, uh, on the front end. They will leave with things in hand they can immediately put in practice and get a positive result. That's a big one. So as far as your business of speaking, how do you stay focused on that business? I mean, this is, this is, it's not just speaking, it's, it's a business. How do you, how do you maintain that focus with so many books well, being a, published? It's a, uh, <laughs> I have a lot of, I'm going in a lot of different directions all the time and I, I get help, uh, where, where, uh, need be to make it easier, um, and um, so it's it's constantly like one of the challenges on speaking. Again, if you're doing it all on your own, that when you're out speaking and you're doing your craft, if you will, you're not marketing. You're not setting up the next the next one or the one after that. So there's this constantly this. In fact, all all your focus on that comes to a stop. And so there's you you actually get to be kind of a dual personality because there's there's up on stage personality and making it happen and focusing on the people in front of you and then the client that brought you in to make them look like a hero, and then there's the you know, you're back in your office and now uh, where where is where are my bookings you know six months from now or next year from now and how am I going to get there and who am I trying to get to, how's the best way to do that. You got everyone has limited time, resources, money. So, what's the best bet as to how can get me there? And so, you know, and I'll, I'll, I'll brainstorm, I'll prioritize, and I'll do the top thing. You can only do one thing at a time. One thing, and, and maybe the second thing is a break from the first thing. You know, so, so that no, so on, on the business of speaking, that might be saying, huh, looking back over last year, which. I, you, I've done, and you do analysis, and you look at the who did you speak for, who who was uh, new, what size was the group, what industry, what vertical sectors are they in. So I might go, huh, that's interesting. I did, uh, I, I spoke at three uh, energy companies. Hmm. So something about the mix of that that they felt I had something that could help them. Well. Darn! There's a bunch of other energy companies. Let me let me go approach them because they probably have the same need, and that that would be maybe one of the strategies then for for the next year. And then let me let me let me cast my marketing materials so it looks like that's all I do is just focus on energy companies. Let me have my my bios geared to that where I talk about the companies I work for, my my my, my issues of what I talk about are geared to the things they're looking for, uh, and and so now they get they go wow this guy's this guy was built for us. Look at this. Look at this. And yeah, we we gotta get him in here. Let's get him in here. So you're building your target specifically to the clients in which you have been receiving calls from from the as with, one strategy, as right. one strategy. And then and then I say, okay, well, okay, that uh, that vertical, okay, energy, okay. Yeah, are there any energy conferences? Okay, huh? Here's one in San Antonio. Well, that makes sense. Here's one in Houston, uh, in next July. Go on their website. They have an application. Let me fill an application in. And um, yeah, I'm going to go because now I'm going to have 200 energy companies in one room hearing me instead of one at a time. So that's going to be a good thing. Are they going to pay me for that? You know, they're probably not because they've got uh, they've got a uh, opening keynote and a closing keynote. Mm-hmm. And they're bringing in George Bush to do the opening keynote and paying him fifty thousand dollars, and they're they're bringing in Jay Leno to do the closing and they're paying him eighty thousand uh, dollars. And uh, they don't have any money left for anyone in between. So they right. got they got two hundred concurrent sessions and a lot of uh, local vendors and consultants. Uh, um, they accepted to speak and. They're not paying them. They're not covering their expenses. Maybe they're covering their expenses. They're not buying books. They're giving them an opportunity. And then they'll fill up that, that docket with people like that. So And and in some cases, I've, I'll be glad to take that gig, because uh, knowing I won't make any money at that one, but it's giving me a first, first seat access to people that could bring me in. Wow. So every time I speak, I get, uh, uh, as a rule of thumb, two or three or four people that are interested in having me speak for them every time. So you're looking for prospects out there when you're, when you're doing concurrent sessions or something like that? No, anytime. Oh. Anytime I speak. The best, 
the best marketing for getting additional speaking business is speaking. <laughs> and then whoever hears you could bring you in. Now, now, what does that look like? Well, if they're at a convention, well, our company could use you. Okay, that's a natural. But anytime, every time, uh, it could be, you know, my 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 brother has a business. He does such and such, and they they do. And this one is they they're uh, he's a chiropractor, and there's a chiropractic convention. I well, I guess I'm assume, I'm assume, I assume that there is, you know, and and they do a thing, and it's going to be in March, and you'd you'd really be good for them. I go. Give me his name, you know. Give me, and uh, oh, you know. I'll it in, so, so this is a you know mechanic. But someone says, "Hey, I know, I know a place that you'd be good for, good to speak." And and I'm on a, I'm in a group and an association. And we bring in speakers. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna follow up and contact you. But never, never let that go. I said, "Well, hold on, let me let me capture your information." Well, I didn't. I didn't bring any business cards, or they're all. I ran a lot. Went through them all the first day. That's okay. Here's here's mine. Put your address on, on the back of one of mine, and and so I'll follow up with you. If I leave it for them to follow up, I might never hear from them. If I follow up with them, I I and then hey Sally, yeah 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 we met. Oh yeah, it was great. Oh, I'm glad you liked the session. Hey, you mentioned next March. Uh, your brother Tony having a, uh, yeah yeah yeah. Um, who's the who who who's the best person for me to follow up with that? Well let me uh, well let me just give you Tony's name. Tony, yeah, I met your sister at uh, uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. We have a committee. Uh, yeah, she said you'd be good. Uh, it's not my decision, but here's a committee. Okay, so uh, yeah, who? Did, so now I'm talking to the committee. Now I have. <laughs> let me give you another a real real world example. I was at a conference I, that I wasn't speaking at. That I had uh, one company brought me in to be in their trade booth. I don't know if you've ever been to a big trade show, but you have. Yeah. Trade show where people walk by, and they, so I'm 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 like in this eight by ten booth signing my books because they they brought me in and bought my books to do that. Somebody walks by, they're about eight people deep. They go, Doctor Bob, hey, we're trying to <laughs> we're trying to get you into our organization. <laughs> I didn't say, well, oh, that that'd be nice. I hope I hope that works out. I hope to hear back from you. And now he's gone. I go, yeah, hey, come on, come over here. Come here. Gary, Gary, I'm reading off his name tag. Gary, yeah, I don't. Where did we? Oh yeah, I saw you, you know, three years ago in in Orlando. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. And that yeah, was you. And, and yeah, so who's so the, so? What are you thinking of? What's coming up? Well, and you know, in next July we're doing a thing, and and you know, in in Dallas, and it's uh, you know, 350 CEOs of. Uh, uh, this is property management. Uh, oh, sounds great. So, uh, what's the? Uh, were you guys in the process? Well, we got a committee. How many people on the committee? We we got uh, we got eight, and they could be making the speaker selection. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, your names come up. Wow, that's great. Anything I can do to help you with that decision? No, no, I think we got. It. Hey, would it help if I send you eight copies of my book for you to give to your? Well, that, well, you wouldn't need to do that. That would be fantastic. Sure, I sent him eight copies of the book. He called me. He called me two days later. They love the book. They want you. Close the deal. So, yeah, always. I'm always looking for the next game. ABC okay. always be closing. Always be closing. Yes. <laughs> We're definitely uh, uh, learning a lot from you. You've got some awesome stories, but it's it's time for you to kind of give us the last word on this on this conversation. Okay. So 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 blessed to just listen to your stories and listen to how you really get in the trenches and build that business for yourself and and and, and spreading the word. So, so, what encouragement would you give to uh, an inspiring speaker who wants to get into this field? Yeah. Well, uh, first and foremost, you gotta love it. With anything you do, you gotta love it. Please don't go and just take a job for a paycheck, and you will come to hate it. And welcome to three out of every four people hate their jobs, which means they hate their their life. Often that ends up meaning they hate their spouse. They hate everything about their life because they're miserable. Don't be miserable. Do do what you're passionate about, and if it's speaking, have fun with it. Have fun with it. Find out what your niche is. If you if you feel you need to do a book to to increase your credibility, do a book. 
It's not. There's a lot of books uh, that people have done. That's not going to be the the magic uh, turn for you, but it's going to be maybe a little bit uh, helpful on the next step. Um, so, but first and foremost, in all instances, be passionate. And when you do you find yourself where you're up on the stage, show your passion. It's okay to to be enthusiastic and to love what you're doing and to be glad you're there and able to help them because they will love you if you are like that. And and so I, so I'm not the I'm not the flashiest speaker that you'd ever see by a long shot. But it's hard for someone to to top my passion uh, and and my belief and ability to help them. That comes through in spades and it it draws people to me that they see that and uh, I get uh, a lot of a lot of people say that we we had we yeah we had last last uh, year we had a you know, an NBA basketball coach and uh, people got their pictures taken with them and we didn't really get much content we could use. You got the content and the passion and and you got some celebrity. Not many people have sold a million books, but uh, you really nailed this one. Thank you so much for being here. Wow, <laughs> you you've definitely. Uh... You've got a lot of great stories and a lot of um, just experience that an aspiring speaker would definitely want to be at that level, be at that understanding, and, and, and thank you very much for your, your time. So where can we keep in touch with you? Where can we reach out to you and, 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 and get access to the plethora of books that you have access? <laughs> well, hopefully any bookstore, but I've, <laughs> I've got, uh, of course, uh, a website which is my name, <laughs> drbobnelson.com. <laughs> and on that, I got my topics. I got sample video clips. I've got um, most of a lot of my books you can buy directly from me. You can get them from Amazon, of course. You can get them from a bookstore, but you can get them directly from me as well. Good, good. Well, we'll definitely uh, put that in the show notes. You have been a wonderful guest, and I really look forward to seeing you grow. I look forward to another book. I'm sure you've got something that you file, save, and ready to publish. And uh, well, you're, you're. Uh, I, I saw where you uh, belong to Toastmasters, right? I do. Thank you very much. Yeah, well, have have me down to speak to your group. Hey, you know what? I will definitely take you up on that, Dr. Bob, since you are a local San Diegan. Again, Dr. Bob, we so thank you for your time, and uh, we look forward to seeing you grow. And uh, thanks again for being on speakersonspeaking.com. My pleasure. Thank you. Wow, did you hear that? Bob Nelson is always closing, looking for the next speaking opportunity. And this is just the beginning of the many interviews to come of professional speakers who are willing to share their skills and expertise with us. So if you want to stay in the know, subscribe to the podcast to get the latest interviews from professional speakers on Speakers on Speaking. And for more information about Speakers on Speaking, log on to speakersonspeaking.com. Until next time, listen, learn, and launch your speaking career.